You're listening to episode 154 of the Tennis Files podcast, a simple dynamic warm-up routine with no equipment. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to the Tennis Files Podcast, bringing you advice from the top minds in tennis to help you improve your game. And now, here's your host, Mirban Iranshad. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Tennis Files Podcast. My name is Mirban Iranshad, a former Division I college tennis player. And on the show, I interview the world's top pros, coaches, and experts to help you improve your tennis game. And today is actually going to be a bit different in that I am going to be speaking with you solo about a simple and effective dynamic warm-up routine that you can use anywhere before your training or your matches where you don't need any equipment at all in order to perform this dynamic warm-up routine. And it'll only take you about 10 minutes, maybe even less, depending on how much time you allocate for rest and uh, your quickness of performance of each exercise. And this routine will help you perform your best on the tennis court, and it'll help you stay healthy. And of course, these exercises, um, it's kind of hard to visualize. However, I'm going to do my best to describe them to you. So I think even by just mentioning these exercises, you're going to know a lot of them, or at least a good chunk of them. Um, but I'm going to explain in detail each exercise, the steps on how you know what to do with your body in order to get to the proper positions, and the number of reps and sets, as well as some of the advantages that you'll gain from performing each of these exercises. And so, as some of us know, maybe some of us don't know, a dynamic warm-up that is specific to tennis movement is going to give you the best preparation possible to play well and to prevent injuries, and that's according to many studies. I'll actually link uh, at least one to the show notes page or on the show notes page, and uh, also from speaking with many tennis fitness experts. Uh, such as Dr. Mark Kovacs, Dean Hollingworth, Pat Echeberry, Dominic King, Nathan Martin from Tennis Fitness. And yeah, it's just really huge that you perform a dynamic warm-up routine before every single training or practice session. And there are two main reasons. So the first is that such a routine will prime your muscles to perform optimally during training and matches. And then secondly, the dynamic warm-up will help prevent injuries by loosening the joints and increasing blood flow to the muscles. And warmer muscle temperatures equate to increased flexibility and mobility. I mean, just take this example here. Have you ever tried to stretch when you were warm, perhaps at the end of a workout, and then compare that with a time perhaps when you tried stretching before warming up when you were cold and... Uh, I have, from personal experience, I can, I am way more flexible after performing some sort of uh, activity, whether it be 
you know, really anything just to get me into a uh, state of um, sweating and being warm at least. So benefits of a dynamic warm-up, I've mentioned a couple, but in doing some research, I just wanted to list a bunch of them for you that I have found from, again, both speaking with tennis fitness experts and, and also other sources, and they include improved functional and dynamic range of motion, improved balance, coordination, and stability, joint efficiency, the removal of lactic acid, Oxygen in the blood travels with greater speed and at greater, uh, higher volume when you perform a dynamic warm-up. There's an increase in muscle metabolism. Uh, There's an increase in fluid production between joints to reduce friction. And there's an increased adrenaline and heart rate when you warm up properly via the dynamic warm-up. And also, again, the dynamic warm-up is different from a static warm-up where you don't want to do um, the latter before playing, as that is shown in, in studies to have an effect of a decreased strength, speed, and power output. So again, as, as I will link to the study, the best way to do this is to perform a dynamic warm-up with specific tennis movements integrated into that routine. And for the dynamic warm-up, I personally do one set of 10 to 15 reps for these exercises that I'm going to list, and they're going to be 10 of them with a few variations of each. So it's really going to be, I think, about 15 or 16, really. Um, But depending on how you feel and how fit you are and so forth, you can do two sets as well. And regarding these, actually, the both, both the sets and reps, you want to start on the lower end if it's your first time, or you feel like you're a beginner, or you think that the the exercises are difficult, which in many cases they won't be, and a lot of them are ones that you were probably familiar with through your years or months or whatever it is of playing tennis and training. Um, And I recommend that you do not take really, you take either minimal rest or no rest in between each set, in between each exercise, and again, depending on your capacity and experience. And again, yeah, I've shouted out a bunch of fitness experts and and, um, really based on their teachings and my experiences, I have formulated a complete, simple, dynamic warm-up routine consisting of about uh, 10 exercises with some variations, uh, which I, importantly, I regularly do these myself. So I perform this routine. I didn't just create it and you know it's not it's not like I created it and I don't follow it. I actually put it together. Um, I do it myself uh, very frequently throughout the week and uh, this is exact workout or routine for dynamic warm-ups and I find that it really helps my performance and it helps me feeling good before I exercise or before I train, work out, play tennis, whatever. So without further ado, here is the dynamic warm-up routine with some descriptions of the exercises and advantages. So, and this first one, I remember doing this during a live workout with my friend Dean Hollingworth, um, which I think we will probably be doing another one of those very soon. But, and this one are jumping jacks. So number one are jumping jacks. And I like doing three variations of the jumping jack. And the first one is the regular variation. So I guess it's not really a variation. It's, you know, the one that we all know where we 
split our, our feet out and we also clap our hands over our heads, you know, with straight arms. And then following that, uh, doing 10 to 15, perhaps even 20 of those, then you quickly or immediately transition to what's called seal jacks. And those are where you have your arms out to your sides and then you clap them in front of you. And after doing 10 to 15-ish of those, then immediately transition over to crossover jacks, which is where you're actually crossing your arms and your feet simultaneously. And your arms or your hands, they'll, they'll be crossing out in front of you. And then once you perform one cross pattern, then when you split back out, um, then you want to perform the other cross version. And I just want to jump back out to say that with all of these movements, depending on when you're listening to this, I will have a YouTube video out that that shows every single one of these moves. So visually, you'll be able to see them all. And that will be at my YouTube channel at tennisfiles.com slash YouTube. And again, if you listen to this episode on the very first day that this is published, then it may not be out, but it will definitely be out within, you know, I'd say a couple days or a few days of this podcast episode being out. Um, And so after you do those three variations or three types of jumping jacks, then dynamic warm-up exercise number two is going to be the walking knee hugs. And so with the jumping jacks, you know, you've gotten your heart rate up and uh, it's, it's a kind of a full body movement. So that's really perfect to start getting your body warm and, and your heart rate up. So then with the walking knee hugs, well, it's pretty very simple movement. You're going to be hugging your knee to your chest and it's going to be on the, the same side. So obviously, you know, right knee, you you hug it to the, the right side of your chest, if you will, um, and preferably walking. You know, you have, let's say, your left foot planted, and then you will bring up your right knee with your both of your hands um, up to your chest, and then that that leg comes down, and then you switch and perform it with the other leg, and you keep walking forward. And this is really fantastic for hip mobility, for your glutes and your hamstring flexibility, your balance, and your coordination as well. I mean... Uh, especially if you haven't performed too many of these types of unilateral leg exercises and, and balance type exercises, you will shake a bit and you might even lose your balance and that's 100% perfect. That's great. So you want to just take your time, go slow with it. Um, if you're really wildly losing your balance after each rep, you might want to start by not walking and just doing a, a stationary type of um knee hug, but then gradually do the walking version. And again, great for for all the things I mentioned, uh, especially balance and coordination are great. And then exercise number three in this dynamic warm-up routine is going to be the side knee hug. And with that one is you're going to, it's similar to the knee hug that I just mentioned, but when you lift your leg, you're going to turn your knee sideways and then you're going to grab your ankle and your top of your lower leg um, around the calf area and then hug that to your waist. And so that's going to work a little bit more of the inner thigh 
and the hips and the groin. And so that's a really one of my personal favorites because I, I do have issues with my uh, hip mobility and, and uh, my flexibility in there and my, my groin and so forth. Um, so I really like the side knee hug. And once you do 10 to 15 of, of these uh, of this particular exercise and obviously the ones before it, then you're going to want to do 10 to 15 reps of exercise number four, which is the quad hold and reach. And I saw this exercise in a great video by Dr. Mark Kovacs at the Tennis Congress. And uh, that was, I think, the first time that I had seen it. And so this is similar to the very classic quad stretch where you're just going to, for example, grab your right ankle with your right hand and just, you know, bring it up uh, or, or, you know, squeeze it, squeeze your ankle to your to your buttocks or press it to it so that you feel uh, a stretch in your quad, except you do that part, but then you simultaneously also reach to the sky with the opposite hand. So again, like for example, grab your right ankle with your right hand, bring it up, but then at the same time, reach with your left arm hand up to the sky. And that's another, uh, that's actually a walking one, preferably. So you're going to walk while you do this movement. And then, of course, switch to the other side, the other leg and hand. And uh, to make this movement even harder, so for those of you who are intermediate to advanced, uh, when you're performing this exercise, you can also optionally go on your tippy toes. So, of course, if you're bringing up your right leg with your right arm, then it's your left leg that you're going to propel yourself up on your tippy toes of your left leg to make it more difficult. And this is really great for your quads and also your your shoulder joint as well with reaching up. And um, of course, your balance and coordination are going to be tested. This is probably a step up in difficulty from the walking knee hugs and the walking side knee hug in terms of, of those two characteristics. Exercise number five, Frankensteins. Ah, the classic Frankenstein. What a great looking chap. But anyways, with this movement, you can all remember most of you who watch movies, which I actually don't really watch many movies, so I'm surprised I even know about this. But Frankenstein, he always walked with his hands, his arms out in front of him. I keep switching arms and hands, excuse me. But his arms were always in front of him. And he would kind of walk straight-legged, which is kind of funny, right? Well, little did Mr. Frankenstein know, or maybe he did know, that this type of movement is great for your hamstrings and glutes to warm it up. Perhaps he was going to go on some sort of sprinting competition or marathon later on, or even play tennis. He's green, just like the court. Very camouflage type of uh, outfit there. But anyway... With Frankenstein's, as I just described, you want to have your hands and your arms out in front, and then you want to swing one leg to hit so that you're going to hit your knee on your hand. So depending on your flexibility, you might have your arms a bit lower or a bit higher than 90 degrees. So yeah, I would actually find that, that range to see where you get that stretch. So obviously, you don't want to have your arms too low. Um, otherwise it won't be too much of a challenge. And yeah, so that those are the Frankensteins, great as I mentioned for the hamstrings and the glutes. Exercise number six in our dynamic warm-up routine are side lunges with lift. 
uh, and this is one that I find really gets my sweat going and the you know the effort going with my entire body. So with this one, you want to perform a side lunge where you're grabbing your ankle or as far down as you can in that region with your hands. And then when you come back up to the supporting leg, you're actually going to propel both arms up so that you reach up to the sky. And then you can also optionally, again, go on your tippy toes on that supporting leg. And again, if there's any trouble with figuring this exercise out or any of the exercises that I mentioned, uh, you can go to tennisfiles.com slash YouTube. And within a few days of this podcast episode coming out, you will see the YouTube video. And I plan to have many more videos like this that, um, that show... Obviously, exercises, drills, and, and so forth to help you improve your game. Of course, that's what we're all about at Tennis Files. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe. More than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. And so this exercise really forces you to get low and uh, and also you want to keep your weight on your back feet and you do not want to lean forward. That is actually something that I remember Dean telling me when I was performing this movement live on the air, um, both on YouTube Live and Facebook Live. It was actually for the summit and I was actually leaning forward. And so he told me to keep my weight on my back feet. And this is a very important principle. The same thing uh, when you're doing squats. You know, you don't want to have your weight on your front part of your feet. You want to have the weight on your heels. So make sure to do that and not to lean forward. And then just, yeah, I mean, this is a great exercise. It's great for your glutes, your hip joint, your quads. So number six is the side lunge with lift. Number seven which I just alluded to, uh, the movement anyway, uh, is our air squats. And so with this one, I like to have my hands out in front of me, straight out in front, my weight on my back feet, and then you want to squat down, keep your back straight, pretend like you're sitting on a chair so you're pushing your butt back. And you can actually ease into parallel, into the parallel position with you know, depth-wise. And I remember Dr. Kovacs saying this. So depending on how warm you are, you at this point, you might already be at a stage where you're comfortable to get in that parallel position right away. But if not, you can take a few reps before you get there. And um, this is pretty much the classic bodyweight squat. So it's really great for your entire lower body and to really get that form down of, of you properly uh, lowering your body. Number eight, exercise number eight are monster walks. Scary, eh? Not really. Um, monster walks are essentially side steps, and you again want to stay low. Um, and then you want your when you move and do these side steps, you want to keep some space in between your feet, so you don't want to end up where you're having both feet together or anything like that. You still want to have around. Um, a shoulder width in between at, at, at every stage uh, or, or more. Um, and with this one, 
keep your butt low and uh, keep your your knees bent, obviously. And uh, it's it's a great movement. I really enjoy this one because this is really prepping you for the lateral movement part of your playing, which, as we all know, well, we might not all know, but we move up to 70% laterally, maybe even more at, at every time we play. So this is a very important exercise, and um, I made sure that I had some sort of lateral type of warm-up, which, you know, the side lunge is one, and then the monster walks are another one. And then exercise number nine in this routine are the shoulder Ys, Ts, Ws, and rows. And don't worry, I'm going to describe them. But of course, we definitely want to be warming up our shoulders before our matches. So with the shoulder Ys, we have our arms at our sides and then we just keep them at our sides and we lift them up. So they're staying at our sides and then you're going to eventually form a Y kind of like the YMCA type of <laughs> uh, Y there, um, and do five of those. So up until now, I've been saying do about 10 to 15. For these shoulder-wise T's, W's, and rows, you can just do five each of them. So after the Y's, do the shoulder T's, which is your arms are out wide, um, similar to the seal jacks, and then you bring them together um, in front of you. After you do five of those, then you want to do the shoulder W's, which are, you're actually, uh, it's, it's, you would kind of start out in the T's, except that you keep your, your elbows are close in. So there, your elbows are basically touching your sides and then you're bringing in your arms together. And the last one are low rows where shoulder low rows still on the shoulders and where you keep your arms down um, by your sides and then you move them straight out in front uh, so this is kind of like where you you grab the weights and then you you lift them in front of you for your shoulders um, but it's obviously without any weights so arms down and then bring lift them to straight in front of you and you don't have to go too high or anything for that. You know, straight out is fine. And then the last dynamic exercise are twists. And we don't want to forget about warming up our rotational uh, movements. So this is a pretty simple one. You just want to stand, uh, stand tall, have your sh hands on your shoulders. And then you want to, it's almost like you're you're flexing your biceps like that type of move you know that type of pose except you know keep your arms relaxed and have your hands on your shoulders and then you want to twist to one side and then you want to twist to the other side and you just do that um, for 10 to 15 reps as well and this is great because it'll activate your muscles that you need to help you rotate and to load it's great for getting the the obliques ready for you and your abdominals and just with this one it's very important to make sure to not go too fast so be slow and controlled with these twists and then you can you know rotate like a beast later on in your matches so that's it those are the 10 dynamic warm-up exercises and i hope that you enjoy them and were able to comprehend them and again one more time i know that it may be a little difficult for some of these exercises, but um, you know you can always rewind and listen to it again in order to to properly visualize and perform them yourselves. And and 
As I mentioned, you can go to tennisfiles.com slash YouTube, and within a few days of this episode, you will see all, me perform all of these on camera. So I was really excited to make that video for you, and it's coming very soon if it's not already up. So remember to perform this dynamic warm-up routine before your matches and your training, and please let me know how it works for you. This is a big game changer. Um, this is one of the most important things that I probably learn and then committed to doing before my tennis because I have, I believe me, I have played so many even matches, uh, let alone practices without any proper warm-ups, um, definitely not a dynamic warm-up, maybe at the most having a little jog. And comparing that with the difference in how I feel and perform after performing a dynamic warm-up is just leaps and bounds, way, way, way better with a dynamic warm-up. And so there are obviously a ton of other exercises, variations, as I went through a few of them, and different levels of difficulty. But I find that the one that I just explained to you and, and laid out is a simple one that just about anybody can do to get ready for a great practice or match session. And best of all, it doesn't require any equipment. So if if you enjoyed this, if if this is something that you want, maybe you want different variations of this dynamic warm-up, different types, then please let me know. And any feedback, just let me know. Um, you know, I'm you can I'm always available at Mirbon at tennisfiles.com. You know, maybe give me a little time to respond. Sometimes I get a lot of emails, sometimes I don't. And I have a bonus for you all, which is that if you want this dynamic warm-up routine and a handy PDF, then you can go to tennisfiles.com slash warm-up to download it for completely free. So, um, you know, I went through these 10 exercises and uh, well, description of them and their benefits, but if you just want this, you can print this out, you can have it on your computer, a PDF of all the exercises, and it even includes... Um, you know, how many sets and reps that you need to do and, and even some tips and advice for each movement that you can refer to anytime you want, tennisfiles.com slash warmup. That's T-E-N-N-I-S-F-I-L-E-S dot com slash W-A-R-M-U-P to get it for free. And yeah, so that is pretty much it. I really appreciate you listening to this episode and hope that you found this episode useful for you. I always try to either bring out some the best advice that I can from the experts that I interview, or I try to explain things that I have learned, things that are working for me, things that I'm, I'm trying out. And yeah, this is obviously one of them. So it's fitness is just a vastly underrated portion of tennis. If you're not fit, then then you're not going to have a good time out on the court. You're, uh, you might get injured. Your career can be cut short. You won't be able to perform as well as you could be if you are in peak physical condition or medical, better physical condition. I mean, look at how when Novak concentrated on his fitness and got more flexible and mobile and started doing yoga and all these things, along with concentrating on his health, of course. Look how much he improved, and the same can be said for all of these individuals. Their tennis players are training harder than, than they ever have, and it's it's showing in the quality of play. I mean, to have all three of the, the greatest players, uh, some many of the greatest players of all time, arguably three of the top <laughs> greatest players of all time, 
especially with Grand Slam count, um, playing in the, at the same uh, during the same time period is incredible, and fitness is a big part of that. Clearly important. All right. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate it if you would give this podcast a review, and you can go to tennisfiles.com slash um, Apple Podcast, or just simply leave a review on your favorite podcast app of choice that you use to listen to the end of the show. Or sorry, that you used to listen to the show. And uh, I got a little confused here as I was trying to double check the uh, the proper URL for you all to to go to. So that is is that yeah, that's uh, tennisfiles.com slash Apple Podcasts with an S. Um, yeah, leaving a review would be really appreciated. It just helps with the visibility of the show and it um, puts it up in the rankings, which I mean, more importantly than just some sort of rank for me to enjoy is for that it that more people will see the show and, and benefit from it if it's uh, more visible and higher ranked. Um, I will leave you with a quote, as I often like to do at the end of the show. And this one is by actually anonymous, but... This quote is, the surest way to find your dream job is to create it. I like this quote a lot, highly applicable to to everything, even if you replace job with something else. Surest way to find your dream tennis career is to create it. You can do that too. So it just kind of emphasizes, really emphasizes that it's up to you to just create what you want. And so don't let anything impede upon your tennis dreams or anything. You know, you can be somewhat realistic, of course, but a lot of people even have late head starts and still become amazing at their craft. And, uh, you know, I've been reading this book called Range by David Epstein. And in many cases, these these people who have become some of the most well-known and successful people in the world, they have started at their craft very late and I'm trying to remember some of these individuals in here, but I think there was one, I think she was a one of the best uh, guitarists or musicians, and she started playing that particular instrument at 18. Um, and so, yeah, it's uh, it's something where, you know, it's never, you're never too old to, to, to reach your peak. So just keep improving every single day, even 1%, and you'll be way better then you are very quickly. It, it adds up very quickly. So, all right. Thanks a lot for listening. This is Mirban Aranshad from Tennis Files. And again, uh, tennisfiles.com slash warmup to get that PDF of all the dynamic warmup exercises that I mentioned today, along with instructions and tips on how to perform it properly. Well, thanks a lot for listening. Really appreciate it. Thanks a lot for the support. And we'll be coming out with... A lot of great content, YouTube videos, podcasts, and also live stream podcasts and so forth. And yeah, all the best to you all. Take care, be safe, and I will see you on the next episode of the Tennis Files Podcast. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Tennis Files Podcast. For more tips to help you improve your tennis game, visit TennisFiles.com.